0: This is News Today with WDW News Today. I'm Tom Corliss of WDWNT.com. Please like this video, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell to make sure you never miss the latest from the Disney theme parks all around the world. Here now, the news for July 1st, 2023. According to a recent court filing in their lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board of Supervisors, Disney suggested the group seek mediation instead of going to trial. But DeSantis' legal team rejected the idea. In the filing, Disney said that early mediation may be beneficial in this case. Uh, They suggested a November 1, 2023 deadline for mediation. DeSantis' team, however, stated they do not believe mediation would be productive in this case. In the same filing, DeSantis requested a court date after the 2024 presidential election, while Disney asked for one in July of 2024. Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger previously said he would be glad to meet with DeSantis to talk about the ongoing feud. Quote, I do not view this as a going to the mattresses situation for us. Uh, If the governor of Florida wants to meet with me to discuss all of this, of course, I would be glad to do that. You know, I'm one that typically has respected our elected officials and the responsibility that they have. And there would be no reason why I wouldn't do that. Judge Alan C. Windsor has taken over the lawsuit Disney filed against DeSantis and the uh, CFTOD, Board of Supervisors. Uh, the board filed a countersuit, and hearing, uh, hearing date is set for July 14th. Of course, it's 4th of July weekend, even though it's a Monday, counts, right? At Walt Disney World, and what better way to celebrate than with the newly added Chipotle barbecue all-beef hot dog at Casey's Corner in the Magic Kingdom. The Chipotle barbecue all-beef hot dog is $13.29. It's topped with pulled pork, slaw, and Chipotle barbecue sauce. You can read the review at WWNT.com. It's not just a 4th of July weekend offering. There's a new permanent uh, offering at that location. Speaking of the 4th of July, Spaceship Earth is dressed up for the occasion as hues of red, white, and blue emanate throughout Epcot to celebrate Independence Day. Spaceship Earth, of course, is adorned with countless LED quote-unquote points of light. I have to say that for legal reasons, uh, which (laughs) it's not the actual name anymore, which made their debut in 2021. Both bright and customizable, these lights can be used for all kinds of occasions, special nighttime presentations. And when we were standing by the Disney 100 Centennial logo near the creation shop, we spotted the geodesic sphere sporting uh, the patriotic colors. Close up just past guest relations, we could see uh, up close that were, the stars were glittering um, and the flag uh, on the Spaceship Earth was uh, sort of waving across. It's a very cool effect and a very nice thing to mark the holiday. Crews have begun piling in World Showcase Lagoon, preparing for the new Epcot Nighttime Spectacular that will debut later this year. The last of the harmonious barges was removed last month, and crews have since been working to prepare the lagoon for the new permanent show. Several black poles are now sticking out of the water in the center of the lagoon with a construction barge next to them. These poles will provide a new foundation for under or above water equipment for the nighttime show. Temporary fireworks barges are still in the lagoon for Epcot Forever and as well the 4th of July heartbeat of Freedom Tag, which will happen tomorrow. We call those the World War III barges because if you've ever been there for that show, they... Blow the place up, man. Uh, Recent fireworks testing was presumably for the heartbeat of freedom tag, but we don't know that for sure. Uh, More details about the new nighttime spectacular, which has been referred to at least by Disney as a 100 years of wonder uh, offering, will be shared at a later date. That being said, the show is expected to last long beyond the 100th anniversary celebration. But it's what we said about Harmonious was going to be past the 50th, but no one liked it. So, oh, no, now I'm going to get those comments from the Harmonious people that they liked it should choose my words more carefully. But a lot of people didn't like Harmonious. Um, And so that went away uh, after the 50th, even though it wasn't supposed to. So we'll see what happens. But we certainly hope the new show is much better. I hope so. This program is brought to you by our official, uh, official travel agent sponsor, Be Our Guest Vacations. Your dream vacation begins with Be Our Guest Vacations and their concierge team of expert vacation planners. Head on over to BRGuessVacations.com slash WDWNT and their team will design your next magical vacation from the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts to the Disney Cruise Line to Adventures by Disney and more. They're also able to book unforgettable VIP tours where you and your group can experience the ultimate park day. The best part is their concierge services are 100% free, so book today. Also, big shout-out to Be Our Guest Vacations for being the proud sponsor of Where in the World is Tom Corliss, which will debut on Thursday on WW News Tonight's 250th episode at 9 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us for that. It's the kickoff also of our 16th anniversary celebration. We're calling it our unscrupulous 16th birthday. Uh, so join us again Thursday at 9 on WDWNT TV. It's a different channel from this one. Um, where you can watch that. In the blink of an eye, Trendy at Disney Springs has officially reopened to guests after a short refurbishment. It closed on June 29th, uh, which we now know was in order to give the store a completely new look. Cast members expected the store to remain closed until today, Monday, July 3rd, but it was done a few days early. You'll probably see why. The store now features a garden-inspired look. Brown spotlights line the ceiling, and the walls have been painted a soft pastel pink with flower murals. All the displays are either bright white or dark wood in color, uh, though the product line offered here appears to have remained the same. The cash wrap is now white with uh, beadboard wood and a marble-like countertop. The seating inside the store resembles seashells and keeps in line with the new color scheme. New shrubbery wall art with neon lighting has also been added throughout the store, with each display saying something different. This one located behind the cash wrap says, making fairy tales fashionable. Each one offers some kind of quote or reference that Disney fans will immediately recognize. The store is also filled with tiny nods to Disney characters in the form of painted silhouettes on the wall. Uh, You can also find these silhouettes hidden in the flower murals. Some of them are obvious, while others you might have to look a little while before you find them hiding. And The shop's exit doors also have their own touches of Disney added, with wooden silhouettes painted to match and attached to the walls. Um, um, So, looking at this interior, again, it's, it's emblematic of what we continue to see, which is instead of Disney interiors having a theme and a story and being their own thing, um, designers within the company just seem to emulate whatever's popular in the outside world, right? So, I mean, any of you that have been any major tour city uh, have undoubtedly seen a photo op wall where it's shrubbery with then neon lights with some phrase in the middle, right? Um, you know, I don't know when this era of design will pass, but it's really ravaging the Disney parks. Not that the old trendy was some amazing interior, but this is more and more of what we're seeing where it's like, oh, you know what will make it Disney? If we just do a silhouette of a character. A silhouette of a character is not theming. right? Uh, theming is something that pr- puts you in a certain place in a time period. Um, these are just essentially nods to IP. I, calling it theming would be strong. This is the same thing we're seeing with the, the, the Pixar Place Hotel in, in, in Anaheim, where they're just kind of laying Pixar characters over walls and in the floor, that's not a theme. Pixar is not a theme, it's a, it's a studio, right? I mean, Pixar Place at Hollywood Studios was actually themed to a studio, right? Like, that's a theme because you actually made it look like the place. Um, but just slapping character decals on the wall and you know embedding character silhouettes in the floor, this is, this is not what Disney is supposed to be. And it's just the trend continues on and on. And we wait for some sort of break uh, in this trend, maybe someday. New props inspired by Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny have been added to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. This is what we want to see. Uh, top one of these wall mounted bookshelves is a new brown leather bag, and papers and photos are spilling out of the bag, including a more recent photo of Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. There are several new items in the lost and found cabinet near the restrooms. Some of the other props in the lost and found have been moved around to make room for the new items. There's a journal featuring a dial, of destiny diagram. There's also two decks of playing cards and a leather carrying case. A golden clock has a tag reading, happy retirement, Dr. Jones. And this framed bulletin board has something new. There's a photo of Indy, his friend, Basil Shaw, and Basil's daughter and Indy's goddaughter, Elena Shaw, as well. Um, Speak about opposites, right, at Disney Springs. Uh... Jock Lindsay's hangar Bar, incredibly themed space. So cool to see them go in and add some stuff from the new movie. Um, that's great. While we're talking about Jock Lindsay's, though, I got to invite you guys to check out our reviews of all the Indiana Jones-themed food that has debuted at Disney Springs. Uh, Eric and Jake and myself and Nana all went out on Friday, and we tried. There's an Indiana Jones piñata. There's a Staff of Raw chocolate pop. Um, we had the bacon, uh, the bacon for all mankind. It's chocolate-covered bacon. Uh, with an alcoholic beverage, all sorts of good stuff. You can read those reviews at WDWNT.com, or you can watch us try all of them in video form right here on the channel. There is a video review. We had a ton of fun, Uh, some really interesting stuff, and and, uh, a great look at what's going on at Jock Lindsay's right now um, for Dial of Destiny. Disney Parks has shared a TikTok of Princess Tiana wearing her new outfit, which she'll be featured in on Tiana's Bayou Adventure, the new ride coming to Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Park. The outfit was first revealed in concept art for the attraction last summer. And while Tiana will be depicted in audio animatronics form in the ride, she will presumably appear in this outfit elsewhere in the parks for meet and greets and such, probably when the ride opens in late 2024. The famed and missed Indiana Jones pinball machine has returned to Adventureland at Disneyland after a multi-year absence, coinciding with the release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The pinball machine has been missing for quite a while, once part of the Indiana Jones Adventure Outpost shop before that space became extra seating for the Bengal Barbecue a few years ago. Merchandise related to Dr. Jones and friends is now available at the Adventureland Bazaar just down the street. But the pinball machine is back, resting in the corner of that room where it once called home. A very cool thing um, that happened in the last week. Uh, Of course, if you watched Disneyland news today last week, you know the fog also returned to the pit on the Indiana Jones adventure, which is great. And also, Indiana Jones is now roaming the streets of Adventureland, and he's even up on the rooftops. Very, very cool. Check out a video of that right here on our YouTube channel. Some very cool Indiana Jones stuff going on. And also a bunch of very cool specialty food at Bengal Barbecue, which you can check out the review at DisneylandNewsToday.com. Dan Povenmire, the co-creator of Disney's animated series Phineas and Ferb, and frequent poster to TikTok, recently shared a video to the platform of an unfortunate-turned-hilarious moment while he was aboard Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland. In the TikTok, Pavanmayer says that this past Monday, June 26th, the entire crew of Phineas and Ferb spent a day at Disneyland together and had a great time and were riding Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge when the ride broke down. Meyer claims that this has never happened before when he was on the attraction. Maybe he hasn't been on it much. I don't know. And of course, he did what any sensible guest would do. He called the guy who worked on the ride and is coincidentally also a friend from college, this is a fun fact, Scott Trowbridge, the senior creative executive at Walt Disney Imagineering. Pavan Meyer and his group teased uh, Trowbridge with demands to fix the broken down ride and even claiming that they had been sitting here for 45 minutes. They had not. Trowbridge played along, even picking up an R2 unit, telling it to get the ride back up and running. Trowbridge threw uh, some of uh, that sass right back at Pavanmayer and the group, asking if this is what they do all day, just sit around and ride rides. To which Pavanmayer responded, somebody has to make them and somebody has to ride them. And that's how we divided the labor. (laughs) That's a good one. Trowbridge shot back with probably the best conversation ender ever. And the video ends with Pavanmayer joking that if Scott had done his job just a little bit better, they would not be in this predicament. this is so great uh he then quickly added in text that star wars rise of the resistance is still the best ride ever though uh but not before adding one last playful jab at trowbridge you can watch the full tiktok on our website it is it's it's pretty fun it's finally showtime for rogers the musical which premiered in hollywood lands hyperion theater at california venture on friday uh, while it was performed at preview performances earlier in the week it's now performing on select days to the public, and I say select days, make sure you check the app and the Disneyland website because there's just some weekends where this doesn't even happen. Even uh, though it says it's supposed to be most Tuesdays through Saturdays, it's, there's some it's not, so be very careful. Of course, the new one-act musical is inspired by the fake Broadway show seen in Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. And to see the show, guests can purchase the premium viewing experience, which we have a review of, at WDWNT.com. They can join a virtual queue or try for standby. The virtual queue is not uh, required, but it is recommended. The premium view experience is $29 and has limited space. In fact, sold out within an hour on opening day. If you can't make it out before the end of August to see this show, we have a full video of Rogers the Musical right here on the channel for you to enjoy. Also, um, the team went uh, and did an exhaustive cover did exhaustive coverage of Rogers over the weekend. So we have reviews of every single food item that was introduced. The Swarm Itza. It's shawarma and pizza combined. There's like a Uh, everything pretzel hot dog there's all kinds of good stuff those reviews are up on the website as well and we also have pictures of all of the merchandise um, that's available for rogers as well so make sure you check that all out on the site after experiencing technical issues last week ticket sales for oogie boogie bash california venture had been paused then they were completely halted and now disney has said that will last until at least july 6th of 2023 Tickets to the annual Halloween event went on sale for Magic Key Holders on June 27th and then to the general public on June 29th. Guests uh, were able to join an online queue to purchase tickets. However, the sales were paused when some sort of issue happened. Uh, Ticket sales are now completely halted again. Um, July 6th, they'll provide an update. They may go on sale that day. They may just tell you when they're going to go back on sale that day. We don't completely know at this point, so stay tuned. Following the recent closure of the former Pacific Wharf Bridge, both uh, sets of future Torrey Gate towers have now gone vertical and more crossbeams have been added as this icon transforms into the San Francisco Gate Bridge uh, from Big Hero 6 at California Adventure. Earlier in the week, the initial framework for what will become the massive Torrey Gate towers was established. Now more crossbeams have been added that start to give a better visual of the bridge's final shape. Two of the crossbeams have now been covered with a brown tarp. And based on the concept art, these towers stand to grow even taller in the coming days. When complete, the bridge will be a towering presence that commands attention, uh, showcasing a fusion of western and eastern design. Um, The San Francisco Wharf will kind of open in phases starting in July um, with restaurants and meet and greets and more coming. Following a two-year closure, the Mysteries of the Nautilus at Disneyland Paris has reopened just one day after Imagineer shared updates on the attraction's refurbishment. In the update last week, we learned that in addition to refurbishing all of the Mysteries of the Nautilus props and sets, the Grand Salon scene would be updated with new technology that wasn't available when the attraction first opened 30 years ago. Uh, and the Oculus has a new 3D look made possible by a technique inspired by the multiplane plane camera. Imagineers set out to ensure that the, the attraction told a relevant conservation story. In order to ac- accomplish this, they consulted with the animal program team at Epcot. Uh, the Mysteries of the Nautilus also now has a new narration and a unique soundtrack uh, as well. A Twitter user DLP report shared a first look at the newly refurbished attraction, which is now absent of the squid attack scene. Uh, that particular scene has been replaced by a screen that displays dolphins, sharks, turtles, various sea life swimming by the Nautilus. They also shared several other photos and videos from the refreshed attraction, highlighting the newly integrated technology as well as the updated organ. Uh, we first learned of this refurbishment back at the Beginning of the 30th anniversary grand finale, that gala presentation, Um, it was revealed that the Nautilus would be adding a few special details, including knobs on the organ and details from the original organ, which, of course, is still at Disneyland. It's in the Haunted Mansion attraction. Fun fact, if you didn't know that. The attraction was set to undergo a complete subsea refresh. It's been closed for two years um, so they could do all of this. And now it is complete and has uh, reopened. Uh, You know I'm going to stop and talk about this. Um, anytime you talk to Imagineers that worked on Disneyland Paris, they get very emotional about this attraction. Tom Sherman, this was Tom Sherman's magnum opus, it was the thing this man was born to do, was recreate the sets from that film in painstaking detail in a, in a walkthrough that is, I think, one of the most special Disney attractions in the world. The guy, Tom Sherman got to live out his dream and for Walt Disney, build this Nautilus. Um, And for them to rip away the Jules Verne connection and the connections of the film is heartbreaking. I will never forget when we started at the beginning of the 30th anniversary, we did an interview with Imaginarity Sato, which you can watch here on the channel. And Eddie gets noticeably um, emotional when talking about Tom working on this attraction. Um, And so has anyone that worked on Disneyland Paris I've ever spoken to because it, it is that special. And so the fact is they've removed this, this giant animatronic squid attack, which was really fantastic. You'd see that actual, the porthole would actually, um, the Oculus would actually open up it'd be a physical thing and that giant animatronic would come towards you. Absolutely incredible. Um, all of this with the score, the haunting and beautiful score from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, and of course, in the organ, you had the Captain Nemo face that would pop up. That's gone now too. Um, this is this is this is horrible. It's just a horrible, horrible thing. Um, I don't. It, it, I'm I'm confused, right? And usually at this point, I'd just be angry. It, it, things have gotten so bad in some cases where I'm just I'm confused. I'm confused as to who sat in a boardroom and like looked around each other and go. Guys, you know what I think people want out of the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction? I don't think they want a squid attack, you know, the thing most people know from that film. I think they want to look at dolphins. I think they want to look at a video of dolphins out the porthole. Like, what? I, I, that's like, imagine, imagine if you had Rise of the Resistance and you remove the Star Wars characters from it and replace them with like, I don't know, the characters from Mars Needs Moms. What? That's what this feels like. It is. I think it's the, the least coherent Disney parks change I've seen in my life. It makes no sense at all. And the fact that not only did everyone sign off on this, but they put a bunch of money into it, right? Like this effect they've built isn't cheap either. It's probably cheaper than an animatronic squid being refurbished. Um, but it's not cheap uh, to come up with either. And very talented people worked on this. It's just so incoherent to what the attraction is. Um, it's, it's really a shame. And this was the fear I had. I know, look, I know Disneyland Paris has had a really rough history, right? The truth is, though, when they built the park from like 92 in, into the later 90s and they built an, an early development of that park, they did the most amazing job. That park is gorgeous. It is filled with detail. It is, that and Sea for me are, are here and here. I know, like, Sea, I think, is still the best park in the world. But Disneyland Paris damn close, they did such an amazing job. And so I think the godsend, and I know people argue with me on this, the godsend for that park has been the fact that it kind of failed. Because if it had succeeded, we would have seen what's happened to other Disney parks in the world, right? Where we've lost things that are original, that are part of the fabric, the DNA of these individual places. We look at Walt Disney World, right? We think about losing the great movie ride, which was the hallmark attraction in the center of the park, that gave the park its identity and character um, and that was erased from existence and now that Disney owns this resort and it's starting to be profitable, we're immediately starting to see those kind of incoherent changes start at Disneyland Paris. So my, my advice to all of you out there is, if you love, if you grew up with 90s Disney imagining like I did, things like Splash Mountain and Tower of Terror and Disneyland Paris for those of you that have been there, but that's going to defeat my point. Um, if you grew up with that era, the Indiana Jones adventure, all those great things, if you grew up with that stuff and have not been to Disneyland Paris, I urge you to go before it's too late. Go before they start cramming all new IP in that park and ruin what is this unbelievable museum piece of what was possible with this art form in the early 90s. It is... It, it's such a beautiful park. I know Desi, who does News Tonight with us, just went a couple weeks ago, and she wrote in Slack, uh, our company communication tool, she wrote, like, like, how do we go back to Magic Kingdom after this? It's absolutely true. It is, it's a gorgeous park. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, if this is the route we're heading towards, maybe it's not going to be fantastic for, you know, many more years. So um, if it's on your bucket list, I say go before it's too late. Um, don't wait. Don't wait too long. As part of the Walt Disney Company's worldwide celebration of the Disney 100 Years of Wonder, residents of Japan are able to catch Disney Music and Fireworks, a synchronized music and fireworks show featuring Disney songs as it travels throughout the country. We're able to catch a performance of the show in Yamanashi held at uh, Yamanakako Communication Plaza Kirara near Mount Fuji. Uh, The weather was a bit dull and cloudy, which led to some fog in the air, but otherwise it was a fine night to watch some fireworks. Sadly, because of that, the drones did not happen. The drones were supposed to make a big Tokyo Disney Resort 40th Anniversary logo in the sky. That didn't happen at this performance. Uh, But the show began at 7 p.m. They did a quick airing of the music video for Tokyo Disneyland's very popular show, Jamboree Mickey. Of course, everyone danced along. And after that, voice actor Erica Toyahara, who provided the Japanese dubbing for Ariel in Disney's live action The Little Mermaid, took the stage to perform Party of Your World and let it go in Japanese. Uh, recording was prohibited during this part so we don't have video of that for you, but uh, nonetheless, after that, the fireworks show began. The full show ran for about an hour. An hour-long Disney fireworks show. Disney Music and Fireworks is set to run through the end of the year with seven total performances. The full schedule is available at WWNT.com. If you're going to happen to be in Japan, you should check to see if it'll be available. If you are not gonna get to Japan, which I assume I'm not even gonna get out there for this, um, you can watch the full hour-long fireworks show right here on our YouTube channel. I implore you to do do so, it's a very cool show. Street dancers and additional character performers have returned to the Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade Dreamlights after a long absence due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Many of the performers also have new and refreshed costumes. Instagram user Genki provided us with photos of the returning performers and although Tokyo Disney Resort ended most physical distancing protocols last year with character hugs finally returning this May, dancers had yet to return to Dreamlights and most of the parade floats did not have all of their previous characters yet. Completely new to the parade are colorful dancing teacups in front of the Cheshire Cat float, there are also new dancers inspired by the Wonderland Flowers. The Alice in Wonderland unit is followed by the Tinkerbell float, featuring several of Tink's fairy friends. This float was previously suspended. It's now back. Mr. Smee has rejoined Wendy, Peter Pan, and Captain Hook on the Jolly Roger. The little green men from Toy Story are once again skating around in front of the Toy Story float. These performers wear glowing figures of the aliens on their backs. And Jesse is on the back of the Toy Story float, which featured only Buzz and Woody for the past few years. More alien dancers follow that. And after the Aladdin unit, which is unchanged because Aladdin and Jasmine are already on this, Flynn and Rapunzel are reunited on the Tangled unit, and only Rapunzel has been there for a while now. Flynn and Rapunzel are followed by the Cinderella unit. The ballroom dancers are back on the float with Prince Charming. The Beast and Belle are reunited as well on their float. And Princess Anna, currently without her cloak for the summer, has rejoined Queen Elsa and Olaf on the Frozen float. Frozen unit is followed by glowing pedal dancers. Uh, They are returning, but their costumes were updated with new lighting technology. And behind them is the steamboat float. Uh, It's part of the small world section. Daisy and Donald are back together on the front while the three little pigs are on the back. And since the parade's returned, Daisy and Donald have been distanced while the pigs have been absent entirely. They're followed by Chip and Dale in pilot uniforms on the airship. And from 2021 to now, Pluto was on there instead. And finally, Geppetto and Jiminy Cricket are back on the front of the float with Pinocchio. Um, This is, I think it's the best parade in the world currently. Um, Now that the performers are back, um, love it. Great to see. Tokyo Disneyland has revealed a seasonal frame featuring Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear for the on-ride photo of Splash Mountain Get Wet Max. The frame features the logo for Splash Mountain Get Wet Max in the upper corner, and Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox are at the bottom looking up at guests as they splash down at the mountain. The image will be printed on the photo if you buy it. The design was actually the on-ride photo frame a decade ago, but with the normal Splash Mountain logo instead of Get Wet Max. And there was a similar similar seasonal Easter frame in 2017. Um, The usual frame features all the characters from the ride, but hasn't changed in several years. Um, The Splash Mountain Get Wet Max version of the ride has a little more water than usual to combat the hot and humid Tokyo summer. It's uh, currently running through September 6th of this year. This is important because this is the first piece of merchandise to feature Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear that's been introduced since Disney announced they were closing the American Splash Mountain ride. So it was generally believed that Disney was prohibiting Tokyo Disney Resort from making anything new with those characters or marketing them in any way. But I don't know if this flew under the radar or just whatever the case may be. Either way, it's nice to see. I mean, they are still there. The ride still exists. I don't see why um, we should pretend it doesn't, but um, it's a cute frame. A new photo has surfaced on social media showing a glimpse inside the upcoming Zootopia land at Shanghai Disneyland, which is still, as of right now, set to open later this year. The image was shared on Twitter via user Ultros with the translated text, First image of the interior of the Zootopia area, which will open next year at Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, This photo showcases a glimpse at buildings seen previously in concept art that was released in 2022. The colorful buildings look like they jump straight out of the concept art and into the real world. They also look like they're straight out of the movie. Very exciting. For the absolute latest on these stories and all that didn't make it into today's show, be sure to check WDWNT.com and follow us on your favorite social media platforms. You can support the entire team behind this show and others by joining the WDWNT Interglobe Society at patreon.com slash WDWNT. Get access to exclusive content, discounted show and event tickets, and more. Special shout-out to all of our WIGS members watching who make the show happen every week. For the worldwide leader in Disney Parks news, this is Tom Corliss saying enjoy the rest of your today, Have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and happy 4th of July. This is Disney Entertainment News Today. I'm Rob Whiteside, and here now are the top Disney Entertainment stories. For the latest in Disney Entertainment News, watch Disney Entertainment News Today, hosted by Rob Whiteside. From movies and series news to stage shows, books, video games, and more, new episodes drop every Tuesday on WWNT.TV.